gave up a lot of who I was to, you know, be with the man that I love. And I enjoyed that. But at the same time, if someone asked me if I had a hobby, I'm like, what's that? You know, and I realized how that disconnection from yourself now can be the biggest um, stress in the body. Welcome to the podcast for your inner hype girl, where confidence and knowing who we are is our game. I am your host and ultimate cheer girl, Shay Payne. Hello, Real Girls, and welcome to episode two of the Real Girls podcast. Today, I've got Hayley Weezy joining me. She is the most beautiful woman. She is a mother, a wife, and a powerful woman in business. She is showing up in the world to help empower others to understand themselves better through the beautiful human design concepts. I'm so grateful to share this experience with her today and to hear her journey, as well as learn some tips and tools on human design and how to learn and understand ourselves better and live more intentionally. Hello, lovely Haley. Thank you so much for joining me for today. I'm so excited to talk to you about all things motherhood and business and empowerment. Um, and also, I really am excited to talk about your amazing zone of genius in talking about human design. It is definitely something that is new to me, but you and I have talked about it before. And so I'm feeling really empowered by understanding myself better. So we will definitely get into that as well today. For those who don't know you, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who is Haley? Who am I? I am a mother. I'm a wife. Um, we moved to the Sunshine Coast three years ago, but we're originally from Adelaide. But we have, we're a bit of a gypsy too. We've lived in uh, Melbourne for a couple of years. We sold everything and moved overseas. Then the GFC brought us back home. And then we went to the Northern Territory and then we lived in New South Wales. So we have, we love to travel. So this year's been really tough for us. Um, you know, from, from a holistic perspective, if you want to look at astrology, I'm an Aries. I've got a Leo moon and a Taurus rising. So if anyone watches, they might know more about me now than I do about myself. Um, when we look at human design, I am a generator with a one three profile, and we can talk a bit more about that in a minute. But yeah, I am, I am, I see myself as a pretty normal person who, when you find something that you love, you can do extraordinary things. Yeah, wow. And and I'm totally a gypsy like you. I think that's what you were mentioning before. Like we've lived all over the place too, and we're currently full gypsies with no real home. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay 2020 has been challenging but it's also it's taught us a lot of things so that's amazing that you lived around the world and you definitely would have learnt a lot of things living in different places and you learn a lot about yourself when you live in different places too <laughs> all right so you've traveled a lot you're a mom you hinted at being a mom and you're a wife and you've obviously been with um, your partner or your husband Ben for a really long time tell us a little bit about motherhood um and also your journey from um, maybe the woman that you were in your early 20s into who you are now. How did you get to be, because, you know, I've known you for a few years and I've seen you even grow in that time. So I can't imagine how much you've grown, you know, over the last few years and things like that. Tell me a little bit about that, because we've probably got women listening who um, are maybe on the, the beginning of their self-growth journey and kind of like, what even is that? Um, so maybe like take us on that journey. Like what are some of the pivotal turning points? Who were you before and who are you now and who do you hope to grow into? Oh gosh, where do I start? <laughs> it's a like, tough one. So much, growth, so much growth, but honestly, it's the best thing we can ever commit to as ourselves. And I think 
one of not necessarily a downfall. I'm a big believer, let's just say it is that everything happens for a reason. So I don't want to ever think that anyone to this point has done the wrong thing because whatever's happened, you know, it's 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 come here to teach us something. Um and because I think I was with my husband or my boyfriend, you know, Ben from such a young age, I as many maybe girls do follow them, follow their lead. He was older, he was, you know, he traveled, he was a successful um, car, like racing car driver. So if I had annual leave, I would just go to the track with him. You know what I mean? I gave up a lot of who I was to, you know, be with the man that I loved. And I enjoyed that. But at the same time, if someone asked me if I had a hobby, I'm like, what's that? You know, and I realized how that disconnection from yourself now can be the biggest um, um, stress in the body, you know, because you're always second guessing yourself. And I think the sooner you can find parts of you that stop that, it's going to give you so much more strength to make the right decisions as you move forward in your life. Um, and so for me, I think my 20s were very like, um, adventurous and social and you know pre-kids kind of thing I had my daughter when I was 27 and my son when I was 29 and when I fell pregnant with my daughter everything changed so I had left my corporate job by this stage and I just didn't know my body I didn't know like I had a cycle I was on the pill from a very young age due to my skin even before I was in a relationship you know what I mean so um, I just didn't know my body and that was probably the biggest eye-opener to me once I realised, oh, ovulation, right, <laughs> so you don't just have sex and fall pregnant, like really embarrassing things to admit when you're late in your 20s, but like, yeah, these conversations were just not had in my home and um, so that was a beautiful growth for me and, and also like I was very conscious of the food I ate ever since I was in high school. There's, I was very active as a, as a child, teenager. So I was very fit and healthy, but I had no idea. It just didn't cross my mind about things I put on my skin or what I cleaned my house with. So many areas that were causing my body's inflammation um, outside of just food because I was dealing with a few um, inflammatory issues um, that were more genetic. And I had this mindset, I, I don't know, do you know Bruce Lipton? Yeah, I know Bruce Lipton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I found him really, really early. I'm like, oh, so you can actually, like, what you think is actually what you become. And that, that changed everything for me. Sometimes you just find these people on your journey, these little, you know, crumbs along the way, you just kind of follow them. And totally. I think Bruce Lipton really opened up a lot of doors for me in my mid to early 20s. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, wow. And I think what you, a few of the things that you touched on there are so true. Like we as women, we, we're not taught about our bodies. We're taught how to not get pregnant, um, <laughs> but we're not. We're not empowered by our cycles and things like that. And I feel really blessed that there's a really strong movement towards that now. And there are a lot of women who are really empowered to understand their cycles and things like that. And it's interesting that you say that. I also had my first child at 27. Um and it is a, it's a turning point, isn't it? Like once you, it's, I, I feel like it's like almost like a coming of age for women. Um, that moment where you're like, okay, I kind of need to know about my body now. I kind of need to know what it's doing. And it doesn't have to be kids. It can be 
it's also at times can be a health thing. Like for me, I had an underactive thyroid. So I was like, okay, well, how, how did that happen? Or do I just kind of live with it? And then I was the same as you starting to really unpack that. Okay. The things that I eat, the stuff that I put on my body, those sorts of things are all impacting that. So I think that all of those things you touched on are really pivotal. Um, and I just feel like it's really amazing. And particularly when you talked about um, knowing yourself, and I feel like it's a coming home to yourself. You, you've so long, you're out there. And like you said, like, you know, you would follow Ben and those sorts of things. And, and we do that and we enjoy that, but we don't even realize that we're actually living out there and we're not living inside ourselves. Um, and then we come home to ourselves and start to learn. So, so tell me a little bit, you know, what, what are some of your passions and, and how has your understanding of yourself evolved over the last few years and what are you focusing on now? Yeah, so I think what it started like it was um, like a domino effect, right? So the first thing is like you don't know what you don't know and that's why we have to always give ourselves so much permission to just be okay with where we're at and be curious about what maybe we don't know, you know? And so food was always the start. And when um, Emma was born, you know, we, we figured, well, if we don't want her to eat it, why are we eating it, right? So we really cleaned up, even though we we're pretty good, we really started to clean a few things up. Um, and then when my son was born, all of a sudden, like, hang on a second, I just used that spray and wipe. And then he got a runny nose, like, was that a coincidence? You know, he was much more sensitive to chemicals, which really started to open up my mind to like, oh my, like the instant thought that dropped into my head was I'm poisoning my child, you know? And I never had that for the first, like with my daughter, which was at least two, two and a half, three years. I didn't even think yeah, well. of that, right? So I was introduced to essential oils. That changed a lot for me. I think that for me was this penny drop moment because um, not everyone has an experience like I had for the first drop that I used, but it literally, um, it was two o'clock in the morning and I had no other solutions in my house with a very upset 18 month old, like crying and coughing and just not being able to console him and like one drop and he was a different child within a few min minutes. And I just like, what just happened? You know, how have I not been told about this was actually more the frustration because I had been through naturopaths, homeopaths, you know, I done, I felt like I had done so much work myself, yet no one had, had introduced this to me, right? And that to me gave me so much permission to actually dive deeper into the science of the body, right? How our brain works, how, you know, everything's connected. Um, if anyone does Clifton Strengths, it's a it's a strengths test. It's really well renowned. My first strength is connectedness, and you know that's so true to me because I truly believe everything happens for a reason. You know, like the the line through everything. But then I also realized that's the same thing with the body. The whole body is connected as well, right? So I came in therapeutically I guess looking after my body and then that opened up to the emotional um, side of, of physical ailment as well and how our emotions start to impact our body and then I started to go down the spiritual realm right so it was really like a one step at a time for me but um, there's definitely been moments of like you need to you, how can I say this 
it doesn't matter which door you pick. You know, it honestly doesn't matter which door you pick as long as you're curious and open to the possibilities that are out there because um, there's it's magic. It's just magic once you start to allow these experiences into your life. Um, it'll, it, yeah, you can't go back once things happen and you can't explain them anymore. So, yeah, yeah. I feel very grateful to be where I am right now. Once you know, you know. That's the kind of thing. It's like once, once you, you know, know, you know. Yeah, you can't unknow all of the things that you now know. <laughs> and I think that's really true. You know, you was, I think what you were touching on there and trying to articulate was that everybody's going to have a different entry point. And like, you know, you, you and I are quite similar. Mine was food as well, um, you know, understanding additives and food and stuff like that. And, th and that was, you know, like eight years ago and it's been the rabbit hole ever since of like, you know, everything else. Um, but then also, you know, we, we talk about like, you were talking about the therapeutic side and the fact that, you know, we're looking at the physicality of the body, but then often you go from the physical thing, because that's really what society teaches us, fix the thing that people can see, you know? And so we do that mm. and then we realize mm, I've done that and I do feel better, but there's something now going on somewhere else in my body and I can't quite pinpoint what it is. And, and usually that's when we head into the mindset side of things. So tell me a little bit about that. Like, did you feel like you went from the physical stuff to then working on your mindset and, and how is that inner critic for you? Like, do you like hear that nasty bitch in your head saying things or do you have a really yeah. loud hype girl and have you always had it and how did you get it? And yeah. No, no, no. Quite the opposite. I think when people um, maybe see me online, they will see a very confident, you know, person as in, you know, I just like comfortable in their skin type thing. But then you might not see me for five days because I'm working through stuff. I'm always going to be my, my hardest critic. Um, I think that is maybe the Taurus in me or the Leo in me. I don't know. But I, I am always my hardest critic and I will always go to worst case scenario often and I used to talk in my head a lot like crazy amount I would have full conversations in my head with other people that didn't you know that didn't actually play out right to the point where I actually went to uh, someone to read my palm this was like very early this uh, maybe Emma was born so this was pre-doTERRA and lots of other things but he looked at my palm and he kind of went to like, do you talk to yourself a lot in your head? I'm like, how did you get that from my palm? <laughs> you know? But when someone actually shares that about you and you know it's true, you're like, okay, I need to do something about this because this is not normal. I, then I went to Headspace, like the app, right? So that helped me with some tools, how to get out of my head, how to understand that the mind is actually not the most powerful thing in our body you know, and to understand because I was so academic as a child, you know, I, I always thought that if you got good grades and then you got a good job and then, you know, then you worked your way up the ladder and then you get to where you want to go. And there was always this like yearning for approval or um, success or something like that. And, and it's, it's just not true. You know, it's just not true. And um, I think diving into human design in particular has given me so much permission to own those parts of me that felt like they weren't enough. Mm -hmm. You know, there's always parts of us that feel like we're not enough. And when you realise, it's like, no, honey, you actually are. 
you, you get to stop and wind down that comparison. It's always going to be there, but you'll, you'll grow stronger and start to appreciate different parts of you for different reasons. Yeah, wow. Okay, let's talk about human design. So maybe for those, because, I mean, we'll probably have some beautiful women listening that know what human design is about, but then I'm sure we're going to have quite a few women who are like, what the heck are they talking about? <laughs> and I remember the first time I heard the concept human design and I'm like, so is it the design of the way the body's made up? Like what, what, like the physical body? Like what is this thing? Um, and, and look, some people might find it a little bit woo-woo and that's totally fine, but just, just open your heart and your mind to just let it, letting it lead you into maybe learning more about who you are and I think that that was a really beautiful thing that you just said Haley. it's that um realizing all the things that you think are not enough or not worthy enough are actually perfectly designed to be who you are and they're there for for a very particular reason so maybe just give us a little bit of a rundown what the heck is human design so human design is um a, a more recent modality I would say in in the world it's about 30 or 40 years old but it is deri derived from like modalities that are thousands of years old so five in particular so like I Ching, uh, Kabbalah, chakras, astrology, um, gene keys like these have been around for thousands of years both in eastern and western kind of realms um, and there's lots of like there's lots of science behind a lot of those as well. But what I really loved about um, human design was yeah, you do get a blueprint. You physically put in your uh, your name, your date of birth, your location of birth, and the time of birth, and that brings up a blueprint. Now it has it's not like an astrology chart where you just get the time of birth. It actually looks about three months before you were born as well and looks at where everything kind of was at then as well, which is your subconscious. It's kind of when your subconscious got seated. And then the moment that you're born is when your conscious mind gets seated. And those two overlap and it creates a, um, an energetic blueprint of you and nine energy centers within the human body. And, you know, I've read so many charts now that, you know, someone will just like have theirs up and I'm like I'll ask them a question and they're like how did you know I actually feel like I have to ask people permission now before looking into their human design because I feel like I might get to know too much of who they actually are without you know <laughs> and they might not want me to be doing that but it's it's beautiful like for me because like I always used to read my star signs you know growing up I always used to read like what's what's my Aries day mean today like I never but I never dove into it just pure astrology because it felt too interchangeable. Like it felt, it didn't, there wasn't anything I could ground into where this is like, it's a picture and it stays the same and you can look at it and you can understand it. And um, yeah, it's just been a game changer for me. I think you're right there when you talk about astrology, like people will, most people, even if they're not into astrology, will read their star sign because they're looking somewhere for an answer to something yeah. that's going on in their life right but then you read a star sign and it's so generic to the sign that it's like okay not all Aries are the same because when you delve into human design you realize yeah you might be an Aries but you've also got all of these other aspects to you firstly before we like unpack maybe a little bit of like understanding yourself through human human design just tell me a little bit like how has this 
helped you just by feeling empowered by it and finding something that, because, you know, we talked before about like this, when someone asked you, do you have a hobby? And you're like, ooh. So while human design is not a hobby for you, I see a glow about you when you talk about it. And I think that that's when we find something that's really our zone of genius and our jam. We're like, yeah, this lights me up every time I touch on it or do a bit of it or talk to someone about it. So how has just exploring something that lights you up, and for some people this will be pottery or knitting or whatever it is, right? How has exploring that helped you to just find more of yourself and feel more confident in yourself? I think it answered a lot of the questions that I already knew about myself, you know, and that brings peace. Um, For me, it made me more aware of who I am, which made me more comfortable with um, owning that side of me, right? Like shining in those areas rather than hiding from them. It made me a better mother because I could also understand my children's human design. Like that was a complete game changer. Such a huge game changer because I'm a big believer in generational change. And that really started from when I first became pregnant. You know, Ben and I knew we wanted to bring more emotional intelligence into our family, how we communicated with our daughter, how we, how we um, you know, fed our family, you know, everything. Like we, we lived 2,000 kilometres away from our, you know, parents, grandparents, all that kind of stuff. So it was just us as a family unit. We had no other support. So we really had full control over like, what do we want to do, right? And all of a sudden we started making different decisions that maybe if, we lived down the road from our family, we would get questions a lot more where we had that space to own it and we could come stronger in that, right? And this is sometimes if you do have people around you that don't agree with something that you feel really passionate about, you have to have more belief in yourself than someone else. Like no one is going to have more belief in whatever you believe in than than you. Um, Ben has a saying, my husband has a saying, is whoever has the biggest belief will win. You know, and you've always got to have the best belief in yourself. I actually remember the first time that Ben said that and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like the penny just went bing. I was like, okay. And, I mean, we were talking about it in terms of, like, our business and things like that. Um, But I think in anything, and, you know, we're going to have a lot of women listening to this who – are on a path of self-development and maybe health and maybe pursuing like better ways of eating and thinking and all of those sorts of things. And you're going to have a lot of people around you who will question what you're doing, who will tell you you're weird. Like I totally, we were like the hippie weird family, honestly, for like eight years. And you now slowly see people around you doing the same things that you've been doing for a really long time. Um, but it really affirmed in me when I heard Ben say that and he said, you know, um, the biggest belief wins. And it's true. Like whoever sits in that belief the strongest and particularly, um, you know, people might find this in their um, partnership dynamic or their marriage. And it's that maybe not both people are going to be on board that self-development journey when you first start or that holistic health journey or the changing the food to organic or whatever it is. But it's whoever is firm in their belief. If you are firm in your belief that, that this is the right thing for you and your family and say children, if you have them, you, you will win. Trust me, you will win. <laughs> I had to throw out the Nana's apple pies and custard in a bottle and the husband wasn't really very happy when that first happened. But he is like, 
he didn't take long to be all in, honestly. Maybe it was a couple of weeks, but he's totally in and has been a hippie with me along the way. So, but it took me standing in my belief and you'll find you'll just have moments like that throughout your life where you're going to have to stand in your belief about all aspects of things whether it be, you know, your self-development journey or food or whatever it is. So I think I had to interrupt you because I, I clearly remember Ben saying that and I was like, yeah. yep, yep, it's so true. <laughs> Maybe that's just our stubborn areas because, like, there's been moments where Ben's been really supportive. So, for instance, when I first went to my naturopath because I was just really struggling with my gut and so he put, put me on the elimination diet, Ben's like, I'll do it too you know so that was just like in the whole family like everything got bagged up that wasn't supposed to be in there and that really changed a lot of things moving forward but I think I would have found it very difficult to still have certain things in the house and not be able to eat them my willpower is zero <laughs> <laughs> I've got an open, open center um which now I understand why um but then say when I brought the oils in didn't want to have a bar of it you know what I mean he couldn't understand it and it probably took him about six months and went, oh, well, no one's died, you know? Or like, <laughs> so on my shoulders, well, do you have anything for that? You know, like, it's it's funny that some things he was, because he, he's an engineer, you know, he was, he doesn't work in that anymore, but they're so risk averse, right? And, and understanding, like, this journey that I've been on, particularly in the last five years, because that's when I've run my own business, that's when I've really been, when you, when you, if you've got a reason to grow, like you get backed up into the corner all the time, but you've got to get it, you've got to have a reason to push through. Like you've got to have a reason that um, for you to get past that fear, whatever that fear is, be it a conversation with a loved one or, you know, stepping up and doing a Facebook Live or whatever it is that's stopping you from showing up, like you've got to have a reason. Like do you want it more than the fear? Um, and that's where that belief comes in. It's like you've just, you've just got to. And when I started, um, I grew my doTERRA business very, very quickly. And that was like to Ben a huge shock because all of a sudden he saw his wife who was fully engrossed into a really amazing hobby. Let's just call it a hobby, right? Yeah. Which I had never had before, you know? And so that was a huge shift in dynamics in our family. And those who are watching the replay on the video, like I'm holding my two hands and I'm moving up, right, on one side and he's staying put and that causes tension. Mm. So he had the choice to stay there and then I could either come back down to him or he could move up as well, right? And he did. He chose in and um, I was very grateful for him to do that, but it took him about nine months. So <laughs> it, took, it took him about nine months for me just to, like, keep going, keep going. So much goodness in that conversation then. Okay, tell me about I Am because this is something new for you and I am really excited about it. It looks like something that you have created with much passion um, and there's definitely a glow about you when you talk about it. So tell us about I Am. Well, I Am um, is a human design course, but it's I, I want to approach it a little bit differently. So... When I've been obviously studying human design for a little while now and people um, come to me and they ask me to do a reading and I didn't know why it didn't feel quite right for me to do more of that because I definitely did them, you know, and I love doing them. And then I kind of, this is where we have to get to know, you know, what are our strengths and what we're good at because you see so many people out there 
doing amazing things in human design. It's like, but why doesn't that resonate with me? And so sometimes what we have to do is we actually have to go back a time in our life where we can um, replace those skill sets into a different situation where we have been successful or when we have overcome that fear and go, okay, well, how can I use what I knew then and bring it into the situation now, right? And so I just went back to my essential oil business and I said, well, I never made people roller bottles. You know, I never go like, this is what you need. Here you go. You know, I felt like that was disempowering them from the journey because I'd done it for them. And then I thought, well, maybe writing a report in human design is like giving someone a roller bottle of essential oils. You know, I thought empowering them in the actual journey of figuring this out for themselves. It's their body. And, and you know, if there's one thing that I can tell you is like you're the only person in the world that is going to know you. You know, no one can tell you more about yourself. Not a psychic, not a doctor, not a naturopath, not me, not Shay, no one, right? So we have to trust ourselves. And that's why I always incorporate education, everything that I do, both in health and nutrition, rather than here's the food, you know, I want to, or here's the fish, I want to teach you how to do it, right? So I thought, well, how can I do this in human design? And so I've done a practical approach and I've done it in four modules with where I get the most questions, which is, you know, understanding your design itself. And I feel like that is really just your life, how you show up in it. The second module is health, because all of those energy centers are connected to us physically and emotionally and spiritually. So there is always going to be not necessarily weaknesses, but definitely areas that you're maybe more prone to things where other people aren't. And it just gives you a better understanding of how you can support yourself in those ways, right? It just gives you a bit more understanding about your body. And then the third way is parenting, because um, every time I do a chart for someone who has children, they want to know theirs, right? They want to know how they can understand their partners. Or if they don't have kids, they actually need to heal maybe the relationship with their parents as, as the child and their inner child. So it works really well in both of those. So Seeing my mother's chart, there was such a healing there. You know, there was such a healing there for me to go, oh, I get it now. I get that's why maybe you approach parenting me in the way that you did, but it just didn't suit me in my design, you know? Mm. And then finally, it's um, business. Uh, obviously, you know, I run my own business and people often ask me, well, what does this mean for me and personal development? But this can also mean for an employee working in the business or how we work together with other people. Um, maybe they're self-employed. Um, and I think that there's there's certain elements is like, you know, if you've got an open throat, this is maybe why you're you always feel a little bit uncomfortable when you're speaking, you know, or maybe they um, they've got an open spleen and so they're they're just stuck in fear, right? So being able to acknowledge these different parts of their design, then we can actually put things in place to go, actually, this is where you need to focus or, you know, you, you're actually really perfectly designed to do this. So what is stopping you? What's the conditioning here? Because in your design, you should be able to do it. You know what I mean? So you can dive a lot deeper in that. And I've made it super practical, as in like I'm talking to you one-on-one -on -one and we're working through it together rather than me giving it to you and just reading it. Because I feel like when people learn, or myself in particular, some people are audible, some people are visual, some people are tactile, you're going to get all three. And so I feel like that 
that just helps things to kind of integrate into the body a lot faster. And I just wanted to make it really light and practical. So, you know, 90 minutes each module, four, four modules, one a week, you know, nice and easy, a beautiful introduction. Mm. And then you can take it from there. Yeah, amazing. And that, I think that that's, that's really mindful that you have done that because like you said, not everyone, my gosh, if I see another course that's like three months long with like, I'm like, I can't do that. I have a business, three children, holding a family together. Like I can't do that, but I could do a 90 minute workshop once a week. You know what I mean? Like if that was something and you could even split it up, you don't have to do it once a week, you know, like you could split it up over a a little bit of time or whatever suits so how does it work so you said it's 90 minutes once a week is it live is it self-led how does it work do they get to interact with you yeah 100 percent. i think that's really really important so the 90 minutes is a live module that is run through zoom um and the course is actually running kajabi which is just a website that houses course education and a part of that, if you do join live, you'll get the Q&A as well because there's always going to be questions in between module one and module two and module three. So that's a really important part that you have that opportunity to interact and ask those questions. And then, of course, those who can't join live because, you know, time zones are different around the world and, you know, people um, have different um, needs, it's going to be recorded and saved there as well. And then I also have a pop-up Facebook group because I think we get overwhelmed, but it'll only be open for the month of December for the first round or for the month that the course is running. So that again, people who maybe can't join them live can jump in there and ask questions as well. So, you know, I just, I want to be available as much as possible, but at the same time, I want to empower them to go and find the questions and the answers for themselves. Totally. All right. So we've talked a little bit about human design. You have the course. So if anyone's feeling like, hmm, this might be interesting and I would like to learn more about it, we'll, we'll link up um, in the show notes where you can go and find that with Haley. But let's just quickly talk about, um, we talked briefly before we jumped on the recording. Um, you have read my chart and we talked a little bit about you you're talking about like open close these kinds of things so if people have no understanding of human design at all let's talk about like maybe just like how something could be open and then let's use my example of the will center thing that we talked about beforehand <laughs> yeah so this is what we cover in the first module right i literally go well, what does it mean when it's white what does it mean when it's coloured? What, it, what does that red bit mean? What does that black bit mean? You know, and this is, once you just know these basic elements of the chart, you can figure it all out. So basically, if it's white, that means you're a sponge, you're open or you're undefined, you absorb other people's stuff in that centre and you amplify it. So that's where the conditioning happens. That's where we really get to dive into even NLP type work, right? Because you get to dig a little bit deeper in these spaces and then there are certain centers that are, that have a color to them and if they've got a color to them that's kind of like you're kind of good you're a transmitter in that space i kind of feel like depending on your beliefs and things but you've learned that stuff already like you came in with a really solid understanding of whatever that center has to offer um, and so you can operate really beautifully through that where the white centers be it open or undefined, um, I feel like they're the ones, they're the gifts, 
they're the surrendering, they're the spaces that we've actually signed up to learn about. And so rather than ignoring it, and, I, and this is where there's two schools to human design education. Um, one is a little bit like the original kind of teachings of human design. It's like, you've got it or you don't, you know what I mean? Where I feel like there's this more quantum new age kind of teaching of human design coming in now, which is why I also think the popularity of it and the awareness of it is growing is because myself in particular, I just want to talk about what's the highest expression of that center, be it defined or undefined or whatever color it is, you know what I mean? Like what, what does that mean about you and how can we operate in its highest expression? Okay, so let's use now an example because there's still people right. going, okay, open, close, colored. Hmm. Okay, so let's use an example of, because you've seen my chart and we were talking about it before, so let's use me as the guinea pig. Are you bringing it up? <laughs> you think I might. Hang on. Okay, so Haley's going to bring up my chart so she can have a look at it. Now, we're being yeah. very vulnerable here because it's like standing in your birthday suit when someone looks at your human design chart, yeah, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> Because it, it definitely gives a picture of who you are. And particularly, I think, if you know that person a little bit as well, it's like, oh, that's why they do that. And that's why they do that. Like, yeah, so interesting. Have you yeah. got it there, Haley? I do. It's come up now. All righty. So, yeah, I'm looking at your chart now. It's just, it's just every <laughs> time I see someone's chart, oh, beautiful, look at it. See, she just saw my boobies. That's what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So something quite unique about you is you have a defined head in Ajna, right? And lots of people um, aren't. It's the opposite to you, okay? Most people are actually the opposite, which means they do think a, a lot in their head and it's not their thoughts. So I actually have a question for you, and this is an experiment, but okay. like, do you fall asleep pretty fast? Um... I do now. I didn't used to. I used to spend a lot of time in my head role playing before I went to bed. Um, yeah. Is that is that what you're expecting or no? Well, not, well yeah, because people normally with a defined head and Ajna, like their thoughts are their own. So they they can normally fall asleep pretty fast. Like if I fall if I'm next to my son, who's the same as you in, in that space, I'm like at like a light. It's like a <laughs> It's like vetiver or it's like a tourmaline crystal. You know, it's just this big rock um, that everything's fine. Everything's fine. Um, and, you know, you've got a beautiful defined um, root center and spleen and sacral. I'm just looking at her chart at the moment, which means that's why you, you've got that drive to overcome fears and you've got that battery pack to just, you know, the energy to create things in the world. And you're not going to be too off put by other people's timelines or other, other people's pressures. You know, you're kind of good in that space. The spaces where we do grow, um, you've got four open centers. One is the throat, okay? And so this will either looks like maybe as a child, you were the chatterbox, mm, right? Definitely. Or, uh, you were? Okay. So lots of children are shushed. A shush with this open throat and my daughter has an open throat and that was a huge realization that she just needs to express herself mm. it's like all the energy in our chart whatever it looks like it has to express itself through the throat it's the only way for it to get out so shushing as a child can be really you know traumatizing and can really limit their voice like and their throat 
expression, which could also be a reason for your thyroid issues, mm. right? Because the throat and the thyroid, right? You've got an open, you've got an undefined G center, so that's that's in the center. And this is um, this is your purpose, babe. But you're you, I'm defined in the center, which means I have a purpose, right? I've got a I've got a path to follow. Yours is white, which means whether you've always felt like your path is always evolving, but you're actually here as a mirror because you absorb other people's purposes and you reflect it back to them. Okay. And even the fact, even going back to your throat, you meet people where they're at with your voice. So doing podcasts is amazing because you can, depending on who you're interviewing, you can match where they're at. Mm. right you can be down here one day and then you can be up here and doing this because you've got that versatility and you just mirror back what's coming in mm. now there's two other centers here that you're undefined which is your will which is also known as the ego or the heart um and this is a center that is really where we source our self-worth from it's also a motor center which allows us to kind of run things over a finish line you know I don't know about you, but I've got an open centre in the same as you. And it's like, you do something 90%. Yeah. And then you're like, I might go have a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, he just always gets there and you just don't quite finish it off. And this is the huge common trait for the undefined unicorns. Like, we should never make promises because once we do, we will want to do them. And then it shouldn't have been a yes, it should have been a no. Oh, and that's so true. In trouble as well. But this is also where like our competition lives or where we get our values from. So, you know, you do have those drives to be successful, to be good or the best. And this is how you actually, like you have those gates. That's a good thing. Like you don't honor that about yourself. Some people turn down their competition because they were always told that that was not the right thing to do. And it's like, well, honey, this is how you express your worth, right? Mm. This is how you express your value to the world and that can be celebrated rather than decreased mm -hmm. um and then you're a little empath you've got this open solar plexus which yes. makes you <laughs> absorb other people's emotions right and that makes us feel really really deeply about things but then we also have to acknowledge that it's not our stuff yes so totally describing you know, me oh my gosh like i'm like why am I so angry? Because you're angry. Like <laughs> I don't want to be angry, you know? And then also the undefined will go. Yeah. I was just going to say you've got a really good bullshit detector. People with open will centers because they either they absorb someone's ego or they absorb someone's heart, right? So you really know straight away if they're a good egg or a bad egg. Mm -hmm. um, and that's coming through that center too. Mm -hmm. So... You're also a six too, so you're a bit of an influencer. You, you've definitely got that influencer energy about yourself. Your first 30 years of your life, you definitely learned some big things. And, and from 30 to 50, you're here to get up on the stage and, and share what you know and really, really help other people with what you've learned in the first 30 years of your life. But then you've also got a two energy, which is like the hermit or the wise one. You've also got caves in the environment. So you really need your time alone. You really need to recharge and come back into yourself, you know, and honour that. Some people don't honour that they need that time to themselves, but in your design, you definitely need to do that because that's when you become magnetic. Wow. See, this is why everybody needs to understand <laughs> their human design because it just affirms some of those things. Like you said, like Hayley was saying, 
oh, well, you know, I'll do it 90% and then I'll go and make a cup of tea. And then I might not even finish it. Like it's so annoying. But when Haley first told me that about my will center, now I know I'm like, all right, Shay, you don't have a defined will center, but you've got to go and finish it. And so I, this is the hype girl in me. She's like, okay, we don't have these things, but we're still got to do it. So let's go and get it done. You know, like, so those kinds of things. And then definitely the empath, like always taking on other people's emotions and, you know, with three children, that's also very, you know, interesting. Um, and that thing that you said about the whole, um, the path not being clear, I find myself doing this a lot. I'll read something and I'm like, I want to go and do that. And then I'll read something and I'm like, I want to go and do that. And I'm like, Shay, yep. just focus. But then what I did was I was like, this is where the hype girl came in. I was like, okay, what are all the things that make me who I am, that make me feel now the confident person compared to who I used to be? And what are all those things? And then how does that all link to my passion? And then that's how I created that. So now I get to do all the different things and I can just yeah. help all the women in the different things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. And this is, this is the thing is like, as we have something called a strategy and an authority in our human design. And if you know nothing else about from your strategy and your authority, you can always make the right decision, okay? So as you're a generator, I'm a generator. Our strategy is to respond to things. So, you know, if we started initiating stuff, like that's not our job. Like that's what a manifest is for, okay? So sometimes we, we might want to initiate things or we get great ideas and we get great downloads. But we like, why is this like idea not taking off? However, if you see a need or you see a post or you see a pain point and you're responding to that, very different energy, right? Or a question, like you might have an opinion on something and if you approached them with unsolicited advice, it might not land very well. Mm. Where if they come to you, as soon as they come to you with that question and you give them the exact same advice, it's magic, right? So, um, and that's, that's how we respond. Like that's your strategy. Um, and then our authority is what we have to listen to within the body to know if it's a yes or a no. And you are the same as me. It's our sacral, like that's our gut instinct. Um, and it's it's a beautiful thing. Like I would say 70, well, I don't know, maybe about 50% of the population have this. But at the same time, there's 50% of the population that shouldn't be following their gut instinct. Mm. You see, like... So even the common things of just go with your gut, it's like hmm, some people actually don't and it doesn't resonate with them and that's mm. where they can get really confused because they actually have something else that they're supposed to be listening to. Oh, so, wow. you know, you're, you're, and this has made me a better mentor, it's made me a better coach because as a 1-3, you're a 6-2, I'm a 1-3, right? No one's going to understand this until they do I am. But um, I teach through personal experience. Like, that's my jam. I make complicated things really simple because I've done the trial and error already and then I know how to make it streamlined for people so they get it without having to go through all the, the, the mucky stuff, right? Mm. And for me, that made so much sense is when I'm mentoring someone, how can I mentor them if they don't build the same way as me or if they don't, they don't um, have the same traits as me? Like, why would they want, why would anyone do something the same as someone else. But I didn't know any other way to teach than through personal experience. So now what I do is I integrate their design into my coaching because I know I can read the design and then that allows them, 
that interface between the two of us and it's just it's just magic wow wow you know we need to do a whole nother podcast on how to parent through human design because once I understood my kids human designs and look I haven't had their charts done but I know you know where they're where they're at like whether they're a manifesto or a generator or whatever it is and yeah yeah, it's definitely interesting once you know that and you're like, okay, I've got three very powerful children at the moment that I now need to work out how to parent. <laughs> and then also I think it's really amazing to know your partner's um, chart as well. So I think we probably need to book a call at some point, Haley, so I can get you to do Dean's and the three kids. So I can. Um, it's, it will help me to interact with them better um because that whole idea of going with your gut like for me I'm like just go with your gut like what are you feeling here maybe that's not Dean's jam you know what I mean like maybe that's not how he should be making decisions and I'm over here going just go with your gut so we need to make a call because yeah I need to know that so I can parent better and wife better basically and this comes back to the intention domain because then it's that whole concept of okay, I want to be intentional about the way that I have relationships with other people. And this can help us actually be really intentional when we parent and really intentional in our, you know, loving partnerships as well. So, wow, I feel like we've learned a lot, Haley, and we haven't even touched on like so many things. So uh, when does the first I am kick off? When can people jump on? 1st of December. So next Tuesday. Yeah. Next Tuesday. So I've got no... Once it's happening, it's happening because if I didn't send myself with an open wheel sender, if I didn't set myself a very tight time frame, I would just, it would be April next year. You know, so I like, I literally, I didn't even have a name for my course like on Sunday week ago. And then the the name came in, the content came in, and then it was launched. It should have been launched on the Tuesday. It got launched on the Thursday. So I did, I did have an issue of two days, but it wasn't two months. So I'm okay with that. I was proud of myself to actually run something over the line in that short amount of time. Like I, I actually even giggled and played with myself as I knew I, I heard my subconscious wanting to pull me away from running it through the tape, finishing it off, actually hitting publish, you know? Totally. And so we get to play with ourselves. We get to like get curious and humorous around like these little idiosyncrasies that we have and we're like oh god that's where that's coming from you know and it's just yeah it's it's all yeah I'm always learning um always growing and I just love to teach through that experience wow amazing you know no pressure on me to get the podcast out before the first of December look <laughs> let's let's be honest it's probably not gonna happen before next Tuesday but when in 2021 because I'm sure you're probably going to run these yeah. quite frequently when can people, when's your first one going to kick off in 2021 for those that want to start the year off knowing more about themselves? Yeah, I'm thinking I'll probably run these once a quarter, so every three months or so. So I'll see okay. how the year starts because, you know, 2020, yep. just don't know what's going to happen. So, you know, I, if you follow me at Ikigai Oils, or I also have a Facebook page called I Am The Course, which is just on Beautiful. Instagram. You'll, you'll be able to, if you follow those, I'll, I'll pop things up there as I give you warning. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. 
Perfect. All right. Well, for those who are in our Real Girls community, I will pop this up almost straight away so they will get first access to it and can absolutely join the December round of the course. Otherwise, um, next year in 2021, I would love it if our listeners would jump on board. Support Haley. learn more about yourself and understand human design. I know I am very excited to learn more about myself, particularly relationships and my children as well. So Haley, thank you so much for joining me. Before we leave, could you give me one piece of advice that you would give to women listening this podcast to help lift their inner hype girl? Um, I was going to say, like, listen, like, get quiet. Mm. My inner hype girl was shy. She had been armoured up and the masculine had to kind of come in and, and protect her and that's how I got through so much of my life and I feel like she's in there but she's whispering and we can't hear her um, and, and, and act on those guides um, if there's other things that are louder, right? And so. I think if we get quiet with ourselves and just ask ourselves questions, we always, when we ask ourselves a question, our brain has to answer it, right? And I think that's such a beautiful thing rather than using affirmations, just like, you know, what's the best thing about me? There's going to be something that just drops in. Mm, yeah. What do I need to do now? There's going to be something that drops in. It's going to be a split second and potentially, depending on what your strategy and authority is, um, there's probably going to be a lot of fear that follows it. There's always going to be the buts and the what ifs and I can't do that. And it's like, yeah, you can, darling. Yeah, you can. And it's those whispers that they will get louder and you'll get stronger and you'll get more in tune with her. Um, but, but she's always with you and she's always wanting the best for you. Um, we just have to know how she wants to communicate with us. So beautiful. Love it. Thank you, Haley. Thank you so much for joining me. We definitely went over time. We knew we would because we love to have a chat, both you and I. So <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. Um, I feel really blessed that you've taken the time out of today to teach us and to share your journey with us. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Shay. It's been wonderful.